Hey everybody, welcome back to Context Free. This is Jason K. And this is Jason M. We have a very exciting episode today. Um, we have a cooperative episode. We cooperate to create this podcast, and so we are going to talk about all things cooperative. This is not competitive podcasting. It's, no. It's, it's cooperative podcasting. Normally it is, though. Right. Uh, we have a very special guest that uh, we're super excited. We have my wife, Stacy is here. She's a co-op gaming uh, connoisseur, I would I would say, expert, maybe. Aficionado? Uh, Aficionado. Like co-ops. Yes, Aficionado. That's a good word. Hi. Yeah. So she's going to come. We're going to have a <laughs> have a you know conversation with Jason, Jason, and Stacy, and and talk about all cooperative gaming today. Whether it's on the tabletop, uh, on on your computer, on the console. I don't think there's any mobile cooperative gaming, but there probably is. But I'm sure there is. There probably is. So speaking of of uh, cooperative gaming. I was uh, playing my favorite non-cooperative game yesterday. Had a another eight-hour marathon of Twilight Imperium Four, <laughs> and this time it did not go the way it went last time. So you you won extra victoriously. That's no, what you're no, no. So so to win this game, you need to get ten points, and I ended up with three. Oh wow! So it's it not was... it's not pinball, not at all. No, you don't. If if you only get three points, that means you didn't do very well. So I I played as the uh, the space kudzu. The, uh, the yeah, that's what they're like. Really? Space weeds. Space kudzu. Space kudzu. They just yeah. keep spreading, but you yeah. didn't spread. You were like like very, a genetically poor space very, kudzu. Very slow start. No fertilizer. <laughs> it was pretty ugly. You know how important fertilizer is. It's mm. very important. I was trying to think. It's nitrogen, phosphorus. What's the other thing in poop? Poop. Oh yeah, nitrogen, <laughs> phosphorus, and poop. <laughs> Maybe that's very what the, scientific. Maybe yeah, that's what the yeah. P is for. So that was uh, that was a good time, and I'm um, also excited because I got to borrow a copy of Star Wars Rebellion, um, which is this mega epic Empire versus Rebels game, which uh, I hope we will get to play soon. And he's been studying it all morning. And, <laughs> and talk about on a on a future episode. Maybe playing next with time. the adats I hear. They're really cool. I have <laughs> Death Stars too. Did you think the pieces are something? I thought the pieces were pretty something. Yeah, they're they're amazing. Mm-hmm. So that should be pretty good. Doesn't really actually look that 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 difficult. So uh, I don't know. What have you been up to? Well, so my I I started a new job a couple months ago, and then we have a video game group and a, a board gaming group. Is it the same people? It's mostly the same people. It's not that big of an office, so. <laughs> okay so it's mostly the same people and so uh let's see on what thursday we played overcooked which was which was kind of fun Um, in the like there's consoles in the office yeah there's a playstation in the office there's there's a playstation vr in the office uh but no one's i haven't seen anyone try to play the playstation vr but yeah there's usually a night every week or two where people hang out late uh, overcooked was the the most co-oppy thing that we played trying okay. to trying to make burgers together really, is that what you do really poorly well you make different things one of the things you make is burgers and you run around a really poorly designed kitchen sometimes with lava uh trying to <laughs> trying to make burgers i need and to play put this out game. fires is yeah it fun? it's really fun it's it's um it's like a like a 10 20 style game or i think it's 15 okay yeah, like that. In that, yeah with all the fancy you know you get the christmas hats with the 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 winter edition and all so you can play stuff. this couch co-op yeah it's four person nice up to four person co- I, haven't, I, I can't imagine playing with two i'm gonna do this why it's too hard i was it was brutal okay <laughs> but you, part of it is you getting in each other's way right so there's there's like choke points and that sort of thing so it's rocket league in the kitchen 
yeah. I mean, I guess. Well, in I mean, terms you, of you the aggravation. Fly, you, there is a certain level of, get out of my way. What are you doing? Right. Sort of thing. But that's right. That's a lot of co-op games. So right? Stacey and I should totally play this game. <laughs> it would be amazing. I think I think your whole family could play this game. I think, right. uh, you know, everyone everyone gets a role. Uh-huh. Right? So, I don't know. That's, like that's like pretty dish good. cleaner or? Yeah, you actually have to clean dishes. For some reason, you have a restaurant with like four dishes in it. And so you, <laughs> you make a burger, you send the burger out, and the plate comes back dirty, and you have to clean it. And yeah, and there's. I don't want that, John. Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't have to be the. You can delegate that. It just got me thinking. I'd like to live in a world that's the real world of burger time, where the you just walk time. over, <laughs> you just walk over buns and patties and lettuce just float around. It's very, no, I would not no. want to live in that world. Yeah, you can throw the burgers on the floor in this game, and you can still send them out. And I don't think you lose any points. What do you think? Does that sound appealing? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. We'll okay. have to see. Okay. I'd try it. All right. What have you been playing? Um, well, I want to play more Gloomhaven. Right. Since that's, yeah, I get to be the brute. So, you know, the more I can be the brute, the better. Yeah. Beat people up. Yeah. Stacey always wants to play more Gloomhaven. Yeah. I do. So she does, yeah. And uh, most games, most games we'll play is usually like something I'll set up and kind of, but Gloomhaven's a beast to set up and tear down. Right. So it's definitely one game that, that she helps set up. I'm, in, I'm intimidated by the box. Like, it's the 22 box pounds. is very intimidating. Yeah. <laughs> so it's 22 pounds. I can understand. With our really, really crappy storage solution. Fish tackle boxes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's common. It's better than plastic bags. It is, but even using those, we can't get everything back in the box. <laughs> so it's kind of a challenge. So you need, you need two Gloomhaven boxes, basically. Yeah. It, it's a lot of game in there. So I don't know. We've played about 13 scenarios or, or something. It's, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. It's good. Um, I'm going to miss my character when he goes. Right. Yeah, that's an interesting thing. It's a legacy campaign style game where you retire your character. Oh, really? Yeah. Once you achieve your character's career goals, you get a new character. So the game comes with, I don't know, 18 or so, 17, 18, 19 different characters that you don't know what they are. Hmm. They just have little icons on the, the thing. And when you complete it, it's like, okay, go open the one with this funny star icon or whatever. And now you're going to be this new character. All right. And, you know, you don't start at the complete beginning, but I think that adds to the longevity of it for uh, for sure. It's going to for me anyway, because <laughs> you get tired. I mean, you do level up and you get new skills, but it'll be fun to really switch it up and have totally new tactics. So I, I think that's pretty clever for a, a campaign style. Totally. Yeah. So, um, so getting into the, into the co-ops and, and why talk about this. And we think about gaming a lot of times I know as a, as a kid, I, I would not have put cooperative with gaming. Like, gaming was about, you know, playing Monopoly or playing Clue, trying to beat whoever you were playing. If you were playing a, a video game, you were either probably playing as yourself, mm-hmm. just by yourself as a solo thing. It was, it was cooperative. Or you were you know, trying to beat someone's high score, Pac-Man, Donkey Kong, you know, a score game. Or you were trying to any really old school game where you're both on the same screen trying to beat them up, kill them, right. whatever. Right. Right. I, f- I feel like, I feel like games or uh, tabletop specifically got into co-op much later than video games, which I think is very strange, right? Because most video games or many video games, you just play by yourself. And whereas most tabletop, how many tabletop games do you play by yourself? I mean, we have a couple, but it's, <laughs> I mean, I have several that you can right. play by yourself. And I mean, it's, you know, I kind of talk a little bit about puzzle style games. Usually not. Yeah, you're you're right. If I'm going to go and do something on my own, it's probably going to be a video game and not pull out something on the 
Yeah. I mean, it's more likely I do it now than I would have 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even have thought that made any sense whatsoever. And I'm sure it makes no sense to a lot of people. They're like solo board game. I don't even <laughs> understand what you're saying, but how different is that than playing like the card game solitaire? Right. You know, like Canfield style solitaire. I was just going to say, like, I think solitaire was the only thing I ever played myself. I wasn't super into video games as a kid. Now I play a little bit of like duck hunter something on my brother's duck, system duck hunt, like or duck Nintendo? hunter yeah where you actually have the gun, the light, and, yeah, the light gun yeah. yeah but i'm just not i'm not thumb thumb, thumb dexterous yeah exactly <laughs> so it was i was always just very frustrating so i never played a lot of video games so not a lot of uh what mortal Kombat and street fighter and no i do a little mario mm-hmm. a little duck hunter i watched my brother do mike Pice, mike tyson punch out <laughs> you know that was kind of entertaining but never, that's really about never it. legend of zelda no well you know you actually when i out. when i started playing more like computer games that's kind of when i got into it that's right it was a little you know i was a little it was a little easier with keyboard and mouse for right. me oh that's right i Right when we met, so when we met Stacy, got in a computer and she loved the Mist style. Oh yeah, Mist oh, time lapse, Mist. all oh, those, yeah. which are are basically the the puzzle room in a box, mm-hmm. right? I mean that, the, except they're the puzzle room on a screen style games, right? Right, um, with a whirring CD-ROM, right? And, and yeah, exactly <laughs> CD-ROM. And then I mean, I was gonna say your your big addiction lately has just been doing those Sudoku things i mean that's a solo tabletop experience right it is i mean yeah. you're pulling the, i mean you're pulling that out you're gonna do that for 15 20 minutes and you're it's like solving a crossword puzzle yeah or, it's or kind of crossword puzzly though it's it's more like leaning back in a comfy chair with a you know a mug of something right but, but why is the idea of a solo board game so odd compared to doing crossword puzzles or a jigsaw puzzle or sudoku or cryptograms I mean, out of a book, which have been around for forever. I well, mean, for, because I, I think we define board games as playing with other people, right? right. Like that's exactly. that's the exactly. the canonical board game, right? I think is chess in a lot of ways, right? Which is two people together kind of dueling it out. And and that's why I think co-op came so late as well, right? Is that it just didn't it was it was it was this this versus mindset was was pretty I don't know, it was a pretty common or pretty Essential to every game I played as a kid, whether it be mm-hmm. Stupid Monopoly, my most hated game about learning to pay your mortgage and be depressed, or <laughs> <laughs> we played Payday. So Payday, yeah, Payday. Oh, that's Payday. Like where you get junk mail. Oh, oh, yeah. You have to pay bills and, oh, and do shady deals. I, I like that game. Yeah. <laughs> this, oh. So just, I just had a thought when you were saying that about how video games grew out of a way to do simulation on a screen, and board games were a way to do simulation against another player. Right. I mean, that's, I mean, really, when I think about, you know, uh, as, as a kid, there were those two types of simulation. I mean, you, I mean, I, in seventh, eighth grade, I love playing Axis and Allies, right? It's like the, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, war simulation for 12 year olds. Right. Right. I mean, that's, that was really in, interesting. And a lot of those things are simulating some type of, of battle. Like you said, Monopoly, Monopoly is simulating some type of bizarre business, uh, you know, land owning enterprise. Well, I, yeah, thing. I think I think it was made to teach people the evils of. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Clue, Clue is some weird simulation of of being a <laughs> private detective or something. Um, you so, know. Yeah. Right. It's... And you're you're kind of doing that. You're against other people. So. Um, and right, you're right. When you think about board games, you don't think about them as this this cooperative experience. So, uh, Stace, what do you? 
what do you find about co-op games? Um, or I guess first we should define what a co-op game is. I mean, I, I would say a co-op game is, is any game where more than one person is playing are, are playing on the same team and trying to achieve some objective together. Right. I mean, that that's probably what I would call a co-op game. I mean, the together, more than one person, uh, and, and on the same team. There's some slight variations, which we'll talk about, but what about uh, co-op games do you find uh, fun and appealing? Oh, quite a bit. Um, I'm very into, you know, puzzles, whether it be, like you said, Sudoku puzzles or game puzzles. And I think sharing the puzzle experience is a super fun thing for me. Like, I think the first, yeah, the first tabletop game that, you know, really drew me into co-ops was Pandemic. Ah, Pandemic. Ah, Pandemic, yes. Mm. So we had so much fun with that, you know, solving this, you know, we saved the world together over and over again or let it all go to zombies or, you know, all kinds of... Or diseases or viruses. Or disease, viruses, Mm -hmm. you know, all kinds of different different things but (laughs) maladies um but yeah i think i just really enjoy sharing the you know the ups and downs of winning and losing like as a group i think it's just kind of a fun experience as opposed to getting beat down in a game or or or, Or you're just like you're you know winning a game on your own and feeling bad that you uh, you know, got a hundred more points than Ticket to Ride than I did. <laughs> That's never. <laughs> I, happened, I don't know by the if way. I ever felt bad about that. Yeah, I'm but... sure. <laughs> no, but it's true. Like sometimes, you know, especially like playing with the kids, um, you know, like beating them really badly makes them sad, and you right. know, or being beat by them really badly makes me sad. So, <laughs> uh, so it's I find it very fun to play co-ops with them as well. You know, certain ones work better for that than others in terms of family co-ops. Because of theme. Theme and complexity. complexity. Right. Exactly. Just how much rules. Right. Um, interesting. What? Uh, <laughs> so when I talk to other people about my different gaming groups, right, I mean, I have like, uh, you know, different, I've probably, in my mind, I have like four different groups I play with. Right? I have like a Tuesday night group. We right. tend to play a little heavier games and heavier Euros and, and war games and stuff. I have a group I play Euros being European style. Yeah, yeah, sorry. European <laughs> style non-conflict games. Right. Um we have a monthly group where we tend to play the Star Wars Imperial Assault and then kind of just whole family. And then I call, you know, you guys when we play Pandemic Legacy or whatever else we play, I call that my co-op group. Right. And that's just how I refer to it. even though we don't always play co-op games. Like we'll play other stuff, but I would say over half of the time that, you know, we get together as couples. Right. It's a lot of what we do. What, um, what's been appealing or kind of what's your take on us playing a co-op together versus us playing just, you know, four player, you're on your own. Well, so I, I mean, I, I agree. I think it's a little more fun to, um, in this, in the sense of, you know, if you're going to get a bunch of people together, you know, losing for the last 40 minutes of a two hour game is not like, Oh, like <laughs> your motivation to play kind of evaporates. Whereas when you're kind of losing in a cooperative mode, right, you're still feel like you're more in the struggle than you are when you're down a hundred points in a, one of those track games that has a track, but, uh, <laughs> right. Um, <clears throat> that said the, the billboard that says you are losing. 
oh, is that my car in last? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yes. I, I, like I said, I felt that for six plus hours yesterday. <laughs> so I know. Just beat down. Yep. So I thought of the original kind of co-op board game that I could think of, right? Or tabletop game, which would be D&D, right? That, Same. That, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that would be... I mean, it, it kind of doesn't count in a lot of ways because it's more of an activity where you murder monsters by, you know, well, and you, and you role play and there's a big creative aspect and right. there's a narrative and there's all these other things that a lot of people don't associate with board games. Usually. Yeah. It's, 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 it's tabletoppy in a sense, but it's, it's more, it's less, there's, there's no board generally. But it's co-op in the sense of shared victory and shared defeat. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. yeah. Well, and, until your party starts fighting among themselves, but, yeah. but, but, um, I think the first actual board game board game that I played that was co-op was Arkham Horror. <laughs> right, yeah, probably. <laughs> Which is both one of my favorite games and one of the most I have least favorite games. Like right. it's so We've discussed it's, it's just so before. dreadful. Yeah. Um but it is co-op, right? It and is. In a way it's it's not because you can't really help each other much throughout the vast majority of the game. Why can't you help each other much, would you say? Well, I mean you you're just too wrapped up in your own right. problems right. And, and exchanging. I, I, you can exchange. I, there, it's been so long since I played that I don't remember the rules that well, but you can exchange like weapons and stuff, right? Like, Yeah, but you have to be in the same spot. Yeah, and, and it's, it's, it's so hard to help each other, basically. Right, and you are wrapped up in your own stuff, which that, that's the thing I want to come back to in these styles of games, like what the different des- what designers do in games to either help you or hurt you from working together. Right. Right. I mean, I think those, those constraints, that's the big part of game design for, for co-op games is like how much they let you do, how much information you can share, how much resources you can share. Right. Um, and how much, um, so D and D is the ultimate in, um, there must be a game facilitator. Oh yeah. Like, like it, <laughs> it, it defines, right. I mean, there's a term for it. It's the DM, it's the dungeon master, right. game master, you know, whatever. This is the person who is running the game. And I feel like designers uh, try as much as they can to lower that overhead of having to have someone be the GM, right? Like of who is running the game. They try to have the game run itself as much as possible so that you can all feel like you're working together and right. Right. And and no one has to be the facilitator. And of course, like video games, they have the built-in DM because someone programmed the code to to yeah. be there for you. Well, you act as that part in your Imperial Assault games where you play the Empire. Exactly. So so Imperial Assault or Descent or, or any of those style games are are basically um D&D without the role playing on rails. Right. Right. You're just you're just playing this tactical game and somebody is playing the part right. of the monsters or the baddies mm-hmm. and and everybody else is co-op as the heroes. Right? right. And so Imperial Assault is basically like D&D for non-creative people. A little more structure. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's fun, but it's it 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 lacks all of the creativity. I mean, you can have a blast playing it because of things that happen, and you can inject your own personality into it. But it's kind of like it's kind of like built for people that want to play Star Wars battles without having to like think of a character and play a character. Well, and like the amount of like I was a terrible DM, but the amount of kind of emotional labor or whatever that you have to do as a oh, the DM. prep is low the prep well I, i'm just saying like as compared to D or or one of the many gurps or whatever right things like right the you do so much to keep the game going mm-hmm. that you kind of don't need to do mm-hmm. because of the kind of more turn-based 
structure. And, and with like most things in life, how much you put in is how much you get out. If you put a lot into being a DM and you have great prep and you're get practiced at it, it's really fun. I mean, I've done both sides of that and I way more enjoy being the DM than being the player mm-hmm. because I feel like it's just this exponential amount of fun I can have being different characters. And... Right. But the ramp is, the ramp is hard, right? So it takes you. Sure. So, so that's what I think bounces people off of some of these games when they're more casual, don't have experience with it. It's just the, right. Oh, I'm going to go, Oh, just drop in and do a, be a DM or something, right? Like that's, right. that, that's not going to happen. And it takes you a lot more kind of time and, and experience and effort to become good mm-hmm. at doing that sort of thing. What, why shouldn't everyone just play co-op games all the time? Like what's, what's the, what's the downside? What, when do they fail? When, when do they fall short for you? You what? become soft. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or what's a, what's a bad experience in a co-op say? Like what, what doesn't work? Um, gosh, uh, I would say just, con- you know, conflicting opinions of what we should do, um, mm-hmm. analysis paralysis in terms of, will somebody make a decision, mm-hmm. let's keep it going, those sorts of things that come up sometimes when you're working with other people. It's like being in a business meeting. Right. It's like, oh, <laughs> everybody has a lot of ideas, but then there's a little bit of like, well, I don't want to be the make the one to actually make the decision and then we lose, you know, and then it'll be my fault. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, there's also the risk of kind of the alpha gamer kind of telling everybody what to do. Right. Right. Um, the quarterback alpha gamers. Yeah. Same idea. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you go, it kind of goes in both directions. So you can have that problem, mm-hmm. right. Where everyone's like, Oh, I, uh, I don't want to be the loser. And then you can also have the, the maybe the, the same, it might even be the same problem where someone kind of takes over and tells everybody what to do. Those seem like related failure scenarios. Yep. Yep. And I, I, I think both of those. And, and so I, I kind of came up with uh, some different categories of, of tabletop co-op games that I'll just want to run through. And, and I think a lot of them try to, from a game design perspective, they try to attack that quarterback or alpha game or problem, mm-hmm. but they do it in different ways. Mm-hmm. Right. So when I, I think of, um, when I think of co-op games, I mean, to me, the original co-op game is putting a jigsaw puzzle together. Like I used to do that with, you know, my grandma or whatever, and right. I was seven. Right. And you're, both... it was, it was probably hunting a, a, a buffalo, but yeah. Hunting a buffalo. Oh, I'm the... saying the original co-op game was probably. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't do that on a tabletop though. Uh, that's true. But, you know, and you have your pattern of how you, do, you know, get the corners, get the borders, you know, sort them by color, whatever. You have your, your, your different rules for how you work together. Maybe, you know, you go get the, the sides over here. I'll work on the sky or, or whatever it is, right? And, and it, there still might be a, a leader, right? And, and whatever you guys are doing when you're working on this jigsaw puzzle, one person could do it. It would just take them longer. Right. Right. But it's, it's not like, it's not like there's anything about the entire activity that's precluding it from boiling down to a solo experience. Right. And I think a lot of the, the games that are, when we think of classic co-ops in, in board games or, or sorry, I should say modern classics, you know, the last, whatever, 10 some modern, years, modern classics. Well, the modern, I mean, pandemic is a modern classic, right? Right. Um, pandemic's gotten a ton of people into the hobby, just like ticket to ride and Catan. I mean, I would put it, like those three have probably brought more people into modern board gaming than anything else. But I'm talking about games like Pandemic, Ghost Stories, Flashpoint Fire Rescue, 
Um, there's some other ones that are a little more obscure, like uh, Big Book of Madness, so, so et cetera. Flat- these are all like these multiplayer puzzles where you could play by yourself. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, the the, the structure of Flashpoint, I think, I, I got, is there a single player mode to Flashpoint? No, but I mean, what, it's, what would stop you from just controlling all four firefighters? Right. Right, yeah. I mean, nothing. Okay, so, so explain Flashpoint for a second. Oh, sure. So Flashpoint Fire Rescue, you're all, it's very much like Pandemic in that uh, you were all part of a firefighting team. So right. one person might be like the hazmat expert. One person might um, be the, the driver of the truck. Who so, could, but there's a house. But there's a house and it's on fire or an apartment <laughs> building and it's on fire right. or a garbage dump and it's on fire or whatever. Oh, I don't have that no, one. No, I don't have that one either. I don't think there is one. But you're, you're trying to save the people in the house. Sadly, not the pets, but... Yeah, what's but up with that? I don't know. Maybe that's why Charlie doesn't want to play that game. Yeah. Well, maybe we could make the pets into the people. <laughs> maybe we could. Yeah, we could that do that. Might, that might interest him. Right. Pets first. <laughs> yeah, I mean, being like, oh, that's a pet. Oh, don't worry. We didn't get a point for that. That's, that's not right. Aww. But anyway, you have, you know, your, your four different firefighters, but you could play all four roles. I mean, it wouldn't be very fun, but you could. I mean, sure. Sure. I feel like you could you could almost do that with anything, right? Like you could run around the table, <laughs> except for hidden hidden information style. Well, games. that's the thing. So this style of co-op mm-hmm. is a per- they're all perfect information games, right? I mean, you know all the the info. I mean, I guess you're supposed to are you supposed to play Pandemic where you don't tell each other what cards you have? I mean, I don't even know. I've never played. I, you. I don't I've never actually played remember. You. What no, you're supposed to share. I mean, you're supposed to put them up, face up on the table, okay. right? Like at least in unless unless I've been playing wrong for a while. But. Right, right. I mean these these style of co-ops, I think, is the natural entry point for people because it it feels like other games. The rules aren't too heavy, not a huge investment. Right. You know, you can do that. I do feel that this style of co-op though is the most susceptible to alpha player right. problems because right. of the info. So, what are some ways that designers attack this? So, um. One way is to make put everything on a clock, right? We talked about Magic Maze right. last time, right? Just just make it frantic. You don't have time to tell me what to do. I don't have time to tell you what Except to do. Except when you're smacking your tell me what to do pawn on the table. <laughs> right. But right. you can't talk. Right. Hmm. Right. So, yeah, there you go. I mean, it, it limits information in terms of, <laughs> it, I mean, it, it directly says, alpha player, you cannot tell everyone what to do, right? You can only bang the pawn. That is what you can do. And aggravate your wife even more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not a fan of the real-time Not co-ops myself. No. Yeah. It doesn't feel very co-op when someone's smacking something on the table and glaring I just, at I you. I don't <laughs> like the time pressure. It's like life is stressful enough. If I play a game, I want to relax and have fun. Mm. And I don't find that relaxing. <laughs> Sometimes it can be fun, but it's not relaxing. Right. Do you want to talk, Stace, a little bit? I mean, I think you have a lot of experience with some of the, the legacy style and some of the more complicated ones. Those, I feel, are probably your favorites. So talk about how those maybe help uh, build on what happens in a pandemic ghost stories and, and how it changes the, the dynamic of the game. Sure. So, you know, some of the legacy ones I think we've talked about um, already, some like Gloomhaven, Pandemic Legacy. Um, there's one called Mice and Mystics we've played with our kids where you're a mouse character. Or a mystic. Or a mystic. Right. I think the mystics are still mice. Yeah, though. they are. Mystic mice. Mystic yeah. mice. Mice and mystic mice. Yeah. It's, it's really mice mystics and warrior and mice warriors. <laughs> That's really what it is. Yeah. So what I like about those is I like being attached to my characters and growing them over time. Um, 
over different sessions. So I just, I find that very fun. Hmm. Um, I think that's why I really like book series and really long books because I get attached to the characters. Investment and I, level. And investment level is, I like high investment level of things that I like. So that's one thing that really attracts me to the whole legacy. Do those appeal to you more than the one shot? I mean, what, what's your <clears throat> what's your thought on like pandemic versus legacy? I mean, it's hard to compare in some ways, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I don't I I would I would struggle to compare the two, but yeah, I mean, I I I think everybody likes things that they're invested in more once they're invested. It's the deciding whether or not you want to invest committing. in X, yeah, right? Do you want to commit to it? That. Yeah. I mean, everyone likes to level up in D&D, right? Right. Get more loot, yeah. get more powers. Yeah. And I think that's what the legacy style games do is they, they build that investment through giving you goodies because all of these style games, right? Well, and the story, right? Like, like yeah. half the things I remember in D&D were the terrible ways that we screwed up badly. <laughs> like, you know, and, uh, well, that didn't work, you know, sort of, sort of stuff too. So I, I mean, it's not all like act like, acquisition like some of it's just the asinine stuff that happened to the you. narrative to the narrative yeah, yeah. yeah yeah but i mean the these these style there's another place where there's borrowing from dungeons and dragons and, and role-playing games of let's pick up where we left off last time because right. all the other games we played as kids you you didn't do that mm -hmm. right and and certainly a lot of the early video games you never went to an arcade and picked up where you left off last time you had to put another quarter right if you wanted to continue your game really like you know but there's not much to commit to in sorry or in no uh chess or checkers or whatever else right like, no i mean i i think i'm trying to think of the first time i probably felt invested was like zelda it's like oh i got a better sword wow. <laughs> right it's like oh and i got the third sword you know and you're just right that or the bow or whatever right you 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 feel more powerful i don't know pc games had saves right so and and i think I don't know the the Zorks of the world. I felt very invested in just because you know you got yeah. so far and right you didn't get murdered by the thief yet. So yeah, but picking up where you left off last time and doing it as a group for this shared story mm -hmm. that's a that's a big big part of those for sure. Um, and then I put together another group. Uh, maybe you want to touch on. It. I think you've played a bunch of. The, I think you've played all of these. Um, I, I don't really know what to call this group, but I, I call them like the complex challenges. So I felt like these all take the normal co-op experience and they overwhelm you, like you were saying with mm -hmm. Arkham. You're you're overwhelmed with stuff to manage. Right. That it would pretty much be insane to try to walk around the table and tell people what to do. And tell people what to yeah. do. Like that, you, that is that definitely seems like a strategy to fight off the alpha gamer. <laughs> like uh. the problem though with these is that almost everyone has to be an alpha gamer to right. to grok the game. Right. You know, because there's so much going on. So what are some of these we've been, we've played? So some of these are some of my favorite ones. I think my favorite game of all time, whenever, whenever we have time enough to play it, is More Mage than Knight. Gloomhaven? Oh, I know. It's hard. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> I don't know. I like them both. But uh, Mage Knight has got to be, I have so much fun every time we play. Um, it takes a long time to play, so we don't get it out all that it's often. It's been a long time. It's been long a long time. time. I know. We're Every time we can get it out, we have to relearn the rules because it's been a little too long. Right. Yeah. But it's super fun. I really I think I really you would like it. Yeah. If, you, if we had the time to play. I mean, it's a three-plus-hour thing, so you you got to have the time. But Saturday I, afternoon. I think you would of. really enjoy 
you know, you, you a lot of times get into the meat of the decisions. Like once you commit yourself to it, you're, right. you're into it. And I think, I think you would groove on, on the decisions in that game. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, one we just got recently, which, uh, I've, I don't know if we, I can't remember if we played once or twice, but, um, Spirit a Island, a couple of times, Spirit yeah, Island, Spirit yeah. Island. Um, and that one wasn't nearly as complicated as Mage Knight, but it was still complicated enough mm. that you really had to think about what your character was going to do and their character's powers. And there was, so this one, I don't know if you guys have talked about this one yet on the podcast. We, we haven't, but what it does is it takes the variable player powers of Pandemic and multiplies it by 50. Right. So instead of it being like, oh, you get to do this one thing that no one else can do or maybe two things. It's like, well, you have your entire own deck of cards and you're the river spirit and you have your entire own set of things and the way you play and you're the volcano fire spirit. Right. right. And so like you, you'd have to completely know all the stuff. And I, I can't even basically with the times we've played the couple times so far, we just try to identify like problem areas and be like okay, I'll try to help there and you do your best there. But it's just so much going on that right. you can't manage it. Because you have cards and special character powers and there's, yeah, there's a lot of things and a lot of stages of the game where you're you're trying to repel the invaders of the island who blight the land. This is the anti-settlers at Catan right. game. Right. right. Yeah. So I just like the theme too. I think it's kind of a cool twist. Yep. And, I, and you've played Elder Tour as well. So I think those are the yeah, two you've yeah, played yeah, in kind yeah. of that complicated co-op. Like I would say, these are the non-entry level styles, right? So, right. The ones that you you have to be really motivated to and, learn. And these also tend to be highly thematic, right? I mean, they just have a lot of yeah. thick theme going on, and, and you yeah. really get into it. Well, I mean, you couldn't. I mean, we've I, talked. I, about I that. couldn't. Uh, yeah, I couldn't commit to something with that level of complexity. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then a few other categories. Uh, so there's the what I call the, a lot like the, the multiplayer puzzles, except the one-time use. So these have a lot of, these are almost like a fad right now. Right. I think these. Kind of like puzzle rooms are. Yeah, exactly. They're, these are the puzzle room in a box. So the unlock, exit, uh, like we said before, time stories right. for me falls into this because these are the ones where once you've done it, you're not going to replay that scenario. Yeah, that, yeah. They're, 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 they're kind of like, kind of like old school D&D scenarios, right? That you would get. Yeah. Um, and you kind of consume and then go by the module. Right, 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 right. But, 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 but that for kind of a puzzle situation. Yep. Yep. And, and as we've, the game we've probably mentioned more than any on this podcast is uh, consulting detective also fits into that. Once you play one of those cases. Yeah. I mean, you might go back and play it if you waited five years, cause they're so complicated. <laughs> you'd forget about what happens, but they're all basically consumable. Yeah. I don't know if it would take me that long. Yeah. <laughs> I could probably play it the next year and not remember all the details. So. Yeah. But yeah, I'm a huge fan of this category. I like them all. I would probably play them myself. Um, we've tried a couple with our kids and that's been fun. Although we tend to have a little bit of the alpha player problem with that mm-hmm. because Jason and I tend to take over yeah. of we're like, oh no, because it's time pressure on that right, one too. Right. So we're like, oh no, we do this and this and the kids are... A little it, less involved than they'd like to be. Right. <laughs> and my big, my big problem with this style of game is that it feels more like an activity and less of a game. There's so little mechanics going on in these that there is really no gameplay. You're just, it's like solving complicated cryptograms together. Right. Um, which is a little bit less appealing. Time stories, there's just a lot of random decisions. It, it, sure, it's a puzzle at some point, but it's also like, which door do we go down? And remember that door yeah. for the next time we right. try. Right. right, exactly. 
Um, and, and all of these also have a certain narrative element that the quality of writing has a huge impact on, right. on how much you're going to all enjoy the experience. Whereas some of the other games, there's no writing, you know, some of these ones that are heavily mechanical. Mm -hmm. Um, and then two other categories I want to hit here real quick. Uh, one is this real oddball group of games that are like these asymmetrical or hidden info games <laughs> where, where the designer is, is stopping the alpha player problem by, by imposing these very hard constraints on the game, like in Magic Maze where you can't talk. Uh, but there's another game we've been playing, this Japanese game called Ravens of Three Sahashri, um, which is very hard to say, and I can never spell it. I just say Ravens, and yeah, we just knows what I mean. We call it the Ravens game. It's this super interesting game where, like, the one person plays trying to help the other person who's, like, lost in a dream world. It's like this Japanese anime-style art. The gameplay is absolutely unlike any other game game we've played i mean that's why it's so hard to learn because it, there's nowhere to, there's no grasp points to figure out like oh yeah this is just like that it's really not like anything it's really its own thing and you're trying to solve this puzzle together just through giving deduction clues but without speaking right but it's not time-based so another game that kind of falls into this is hanabi where you don't get to see your own hand of cards and other people are trying to help you figure out what card you should play based on clues so that's, those are kind of oddball. And then the last group, which uh, Jason, you probably have a little more experience with is uh, like the hidden motive or potential right. trader games, right? So these games are, are the ones where you're all playing on the same team, trying to, to just like, it, it feels like you're playing a pandemic, except that one of you might or might not be on the other team right. or one or more of you, right? right? And so th these like hidden motive games, like Shadows Over Camelot or Dead of Winter, um Battlestar. Uh Battlestar. Um, <laughs> um well in that one you know there's right. traitors, right. right? Shadows over Camelot and Dead of Winter, it's like not there, necess might, there be. might be a traitor. Um like there's an option to play those games without a traitor. Mm -hmm. They're not as interesting, but you could, whereas you wouldn't play VSG right. without the, the Cylons. And then our kids uh, piped up when we were putting this list together and they're like, what about Werewords or Bang the Dice game? <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, you're right. I mean those our co-op in a sense, right? I mean, where was you're all working together to try to guess this and there's a hidden motive. So, I mean, so where words is the one where there's, you're, you're trying to guess a word. Yep. Right. And there's a werewolf. Yeah. It's werewolf, uh, with plus 20 questions is, <laughs> is pretty much, is pretty much. So one, game. one of the people is trying to kind of misdirect the 20 questions conversation. Exactly. Yeah. And that person who's misdirecting might even be the person answering the questions. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so those are some of the different groups, you know, I mean, that, that I thought were, were kind of interesting and there's, it's hard to say, you know, like where to start or, you know, a lot of times when people ask me, you know, Hey, what would be a good game to play with the family? I was saying, I, I, I very, unless they specifically say I'm looking for a co-op game, we played pandemic. I'm looking for something like that. Right. I very rarely suggest co-op games and not entirely sure why, but I, I was saying maybe it's because a lot of these games require somebody to kind of run the game. And maybe that feels a little too much for people right. just getting into the hobby. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I feel like that's a big piece of tension where if you're, if you're asking what you should play, you, you, you're kind of maybe, maybe conveying that you don't have the confidence to go, maybe go after one of these games. But I feel like if people did, they'd be much happier playing pandemic with their family with their family yeah then or on a couple's night yeah a thing where they're having you know 
few other people over and want to play something. Yeah, it just it has such not 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 a lot, but it has a little bit more of a of a um you know, a ramp to get into actually playing it because someone really kind of has to own it. Um versus having that innate tension where you both kind of own it, right? Mm-hmm. With uh simpler games or yeah. or yeah or, or party games where everyone just kind of owns it. Right. The rules can be a little more complicated too cuz mm-hmm. the game's got to somehow set up what you're fighting against the other side whatever it is um the other thing i think yeah uh if anyone asked me for you know a recommendation i might try to steer them toward a family co-op game just because i feel like it's you know you just get a little more even social interaction like talking through things or you know what i mean where sometimes if you're playing against people a lot of times you don't talk very much you're you know you're just um you know, doing your own thing in your own in your own world in your own right puzzle piece or whatever whatever right you're not playing you're multiplayer playing. solitaire exactly yeah you're 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 interacting yeah because you have to you have to discuss your strategy you have to discuss how you're gonna beat the game and most of these games are harder to beat so mm-hmm. you know right it really matters right i mean out of all the things that i mentioned if there was a family that i knew wasn't a like a gamer style family i would probably tell them go check out something like where words like i think you'll have a good time with your family right you know, it's easy. It's like the, the trader aspect of that is so light. It takes four minutes to play literally around. I mean, it's like you're not investing, you know, two hours of being the, the trader deceiving everyone. Well, you're not investing the, the hour of reading a pamphlet that you kind of don't have a good feel for until you play the game once or twice. Right. So that, I think that's intimidating to people, but man. it is. I mean, cause I mean, I think when people are looking for, for additional things, a lot of times, you know, they, they they don't want that to fall flat, right? And party games have that thing of like, oh well, it's right. social interaction, and we're just we're having a laugh, and you're you're after a different sort of thing, playing uh, playing a party game. I mean, these I was I was uh, saying before we started that uh, you know co ops are like party games for for analytical puzzle solver people. Yeah, <laughs> is yeah. really what it comes down to, right? As opposed to I want to be, I just want to you know play charades or right but it's hard for party games to fall flat because there's almost no rules right mm-hmm. and there's almost no ramp time right so i don't know if i'd agree they they can they can fall flat if like you have well, a, a person or two who's just not okay. having it if, yeah if, if the social interaction <laughs> fails then any of these things are going to fail right but it's true but but they're like the minimum right <laughs> the party game where I always, what is it, what is it called? The one, I love this game and I can never remember what it's called. I always tell you it's called Telestrations. Telestrations. I knew that's what you're thinking Freaking of. Freaking love Telestrations. Telestrations is the well, game that Jason never remembers the name it's of. It's really, well, there's a lot of things like that. Um, no, but, but when I was introduced to it, it was just like someone had some paper and some pencils, right? They didn't have the game. And so right. I, I mentally, I have my mental block against it's it. It's playing but. telephone alternating between drawing and, and writing. And writing. Yeah, yeah. And then passing your stuff around and then laughing at the right. stupidity of what came out because it makes no sense and right yeah, yeah, yeah but but like there's there's so little risk there's so little investment to try it mm-hmm. right that i don't know but yeah i feel like you should steer people towards pandemic if they're you know their kids are over 10 like yeah yeah and if you think that they're inclined to you know want to get in like that they're gonna bother they're not gonna right. see a four-page rule book and like freak out yeah throw it away like why do you recommend this ah. <laughs> or, or you know and, and, i mean uh, yeah it, it's you, you got to know your audience as as always yeah i i just it's a good i think it's a good place to start 
So yeah, I mean, I I have a lot of fun with with the co-ops. Um, I I definitely like like Stacey. I mean, the reason why I think we both get into them, I like the high investment, the the complex ones. They're they're a lot of fun and um, definitely more fun for me than the the puzzle in a box style or the time stories or or those things. I mean, I kind of play those, but that's just not really my wheelhouse of, of what I have a good time with. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of some thoughts there on the thinking, Jason, what kind of bridging over into some of the video games that are, are co-op. I mean, there's a, at first we kind of had a, a hard time thinking of, of things beyond just like modern couch co-ops and things. But um, I think there's some interesting places where some game design has been done. In yeah. I, I, I do think it's interesting that, that transition while it took a while seemed to be faster than than board games right so like initially you have you know you versus whatever's on the screen and then and then we 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 like i was designing board video games in 1991 <laughs> i mean it was but they were in basic on an apple II and they weren't very good um <laughs> and it was five um but no, we, 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 we kind of transition directly to these things like where you're fighting the monster and then there's two of you fighting the monster and you're kind of not, in co- you're co-oping in the sense that you're both fighting the monster, but you're not co-oping that you really aren't helping each other, right? Right, you're both competing for the most points or glory or whatever. Or resources or whatever else. Right. But I mean, over time you get things like you get the Lego games nowadays, which I think is the canonical like if you play video games, you play couch co-op video games. You've probably played one of the yeah. eighty-four million Lego, right. and they're games. mostly pretty buggy, but they're mostly pretty good, right? Like they're, you know, you're running around on a screen and you're helping each other, you know, do silly things in Lego world. You play those for the theme. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I, I, yeah, you, you probably play them for the theme, but. The gameplay is actually fun, right? Like the yelling at each other from, uh, you know, go do this thing. There is and... something satisfying about smashing walls into tiny little yeah, bricks. There's no question, yeah, right? Would you, would you agree? I would. Yeah. There's something not satisfying, though, about just slipping on the landscape, like, over and over in a right. bugged state. That's right. not fun. Yeah. They're super buggy. But, uh, I don't know. There's some, there's some, good, there's some good, good design. So we, one of the ones that I think we wanted to talk about was Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time, right? In terms of. Yep. Doing something interesting. Well, I'm not sure. Is it interesting or just it's 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 kind of oh, you mean the game design is interesting? Yes, the game design is interesting. Like compared yeah. to just put another person down and and have them fight side by side, right? Like right, a right. you know side scroller. Well, you're actually working together, right? Like you're not kind right. of competing for the same resources and that sort of thing. So, so lovers in dangerous space time, you're like like bunny creatures you're bunny creatures in a spherical spaceship yeah and you're in a dangerous space time and you're running around inside that spaceship ostensibly your lover you know that's not not clear to me because you have all the like lover pets too i don't know it's but you are in a spherical spaceship you're in a spherical spaceship and you're running around and everything's like pink and happy and there's little space bunnies that you save and you're you have a cross section of your spaceship right but you, so you're running around inside said spaceship, yep. pulling levers and controlling said spaceship and, and working together. Right. To like, solve like you know, you go man the engines while I go 
drop the bombs or shoot the cannon. Right. Or whatever. Or the left cannon versus the, the right left cannon, cannon versus the right cannon. Yeah. Moving the shield around. Yeah. It's like, and... I went over to the left cannon, so why don't you move the ship it's... so where the left cannon Ooh, is useful? Would you like to do that? Okay. Thank you. quite preposterous. But but it, it's it's kind of like Lego in the same way that you're you're solving a puzzle. It's a flying a spaceship puzzle, but it's still kind of a puzzle, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. It's very co-op. Um, uh, I think that one's fun in that like one so a lot of the co-op games one really good player in a video game can you know like in a castle crasher style if right. one person's really good right and, and and they're adept at playing the other person can kind of tag along tag along yeah and it's, and it's fine and, and they get the job done i think in something like lovers in a dangerous space time you need to be a little bit closer to have a good time uh, yeah, I, a little bit. I, I mean, to be ideal, but then you know, as long as you can kind of yell at each other across the couch and you're not mean, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, like it can be kind of fun. Um, let's see. We we talked about. I mentioned this game before, and I know it's not your style of game because I love survival horror. Um, but uh, survival horror is Stacy's favorite genre. Really? Did you know favorite, that? Favorite ever? Did you know that? that I didn't and, know that. Oh, you didn't know that? No. Oh. Okay. Oh, apparently it is. Yeah, um, she she does speed runs of all the Resident Evils. Really? Yeah, she has a YouTube channel. Yeah, and you just haven't seen it. Yet. You just haven't, yeah, seen, I haven't it. seen it yet. No. I'll have to I'll have to Google that later. <laughs> it's she's she's working on RE five blindfolded uh-huh. in under four minutes. So RE five <laughs> is one of the games that we used to play together in couch co op, which is surprisingly good as a third person. I I want to call it an FPS, but there's really two of you running around. But I don't know. I like. The stuff jumping up at at you games, mm-hmm. well, and then there's two of you to scream on the couch mm-hmm. for different reasons, so that's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, but Revelations is the game that I think is really amazing um, as co-op, and you're it's very asymmetrical. Like one of the characters is much more shooty, shooty, shooty than mm-hmm. the other characters, but I don't know. One of the other character, the, the the secondary character often has specific responsibilities to do mm-hmm. so i don't know i well, speaking of that with different roles you were mentioning the the temple of osiris the laura croft right laura croft games um can't remember who Chris, crystal dynamics or someone did those yeah um those were pretty fun and that's those are the style of games where it's like hey i'll go hit the button while you cross the thing and then you hit the button over there so i can get across the right, thing right, right. and that whatever that's so it's isometric right yep. so you're kind of looking down at an angle and yeah, jumping across bridges, flipping levers. And you're fighting, but there's a lot of the the Tomb Raider-y yeah, stuff to it. A it's, mostly, bit of it's mostly like puzzly. It's mostly a puzzle game. Right. I mean, there's fighty stuff. What would you think of a Lara Croft Go co-op? I was actually, it's funny you mentioned that. I was <laughs> actually just thinking about Lara Croft Go and how much I love that game. So Have good. you played it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, was, I get so excited when they release new levels. I, iOS game or... I, is it on Android? I don't it's know. It's on PlayStation. PlayStation? How yeah. is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just play it on my phone. It's amazing. It's really fun. Have you played Hitman Go? I have not. Did you? Yeah, I played all that too. Right. Would I you was... ever have thought that you would have played a game called Hitman no, Go? No, but yeah. it, it doesn't actually, it's so puzzly, it doesn't actually matter. It doesn't matter that you're this you're silent just, murderer. Right, you're just solving <laughs> the problem. Silent murder everywhere. Yeah. It's a nice way to abstract yourself from the grim reality of, of, uh, <laughs> being, an of being an assassin. Yeah. yeah okay. Well, <laughs> very, I do that when I don't do my Resident Evil runs. Very dark. Dun, I hope dun, you know what you're dun. really doing in Sudoku. Oh, gosh. <laughs> now, it's, now it's just got creepy. Sudoku murders. 
Those those games are those games are pretty fun though. I I, I enjoy that style of the that Lara Croft that right that puzzle thing together. I mean, I I think the ultimate expression of that is is Portal Two. Right. That's in my opinion, that's the best of the. I go, uh, you know, shoot the hole in the sky so that you can fall or whatever. Shoot the hole in the side of the wall so you can run through there and do this thing because it takes the brilliance of Portal, which is still one of the, in my opinion, the best. I don't know three or five games I've ever played, right? And it adds this entire new dimension to the game that could not be done just in Portal on its own. Right. Right. So, so there's a, I mean, there's, there's like a pseudo athleticism to Portal. Should I say what Portal is and why it's so yeah, incredible? Yeah, well, I mean, why not? Or why don't you? Oh, oh, so Portal is, is one of the, the video game classics where you're, uh, um, the female protagonist with little stilt, stilt, stilts on her, on her legs. Uh, wakes up in a testing facility and uh, ends up with a, a gun that can open multiple portals. The gun doesn't shoot bullets. No, it it, it 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 makes little portals and walls that you can jump through and you can move them around and make the physics completely asinine and put one on the ceiling, one on the floor and infinitely fall forever coming out of one and going to the other. But it's it's amazing. It's it, Now that I think about it, it's probably the best game. I'm having a hard time thinking of anything that was more interesting to me when I played it. Yeah, no, I mean it's it's immersive in a in a it's great in a way that most puzzle games aren't, right? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's I, like an FPS puzzle game. It's very strange with a story with a story in a test lab. That's yeah, mm, and not many characters. Nope, just, just two. Um, but uh, but two Portal Two had a multiplayer component, which is what you're talking about, right? Yeah. Which is you work together to solve the asinine puzzle that involves flipping around and falling through walls, and okay. I don't know. It's a classic. It's definitely a classic. Is there cake in Portal Two? There's cake. Well, there should be cake, or or not, or not. <laughs> is there the promise of cake? There's definitely the promise of cake. <laughs> There's always the promise of cake. Oh, mm. I love the portals. Yeah. Uh, well, you guys played a lot of Diablo, right? Didn't you play Diablo 3? We have played a lot of Yeah. It's co-op-ish, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm now starting to realize that theme doesn't matter a whole lot to you. <laughs> <laughs> Not in video games. No. Anyway. <laughs> so, 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 so no one would ever guess, but you're apparently okay with being an assassin for hire and for going into the depths of hell and uh, fighting all sorts of unimaginable uh, goat demons and well i'm a good guy that's true yeah you are the good guy but still it's it's not a pretty game no in the traditional you know it's it's not yeah my style of playing diablo is follow you around try to point my guy in the right direction and hit a bunch of buttons and it usually works out pretty well you forgot the most important part and then i leave while you do all the loot there you go (laughs) right he's got both controllers and he's that's actually what's prevented me from playing this game like is as it should just pondering like oh I have to do loot management. That's what prevents ever. me from playing more of it, <laughs> oh. <laughs> because they just keep making it more complicated. They're like oh and here's these little socket gem things and you need to do this and right. throw in a dash of this and a dash of that and oh now you got plus one damage. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like when we were talking about crafting a few months ago. Right. This takes it. Yeah. To, it's ridiculous it just takes the whole crafting thing and it just it's like why i can't play those games because i'm i'm spending more time managing the inventory than playing so that 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 was gonna be my question like what percentage of your time is managing putting gems into swords or whatever it it gives states a chance to you know go refresh drinks or hit the bathroom (laughs) or 
Make dinner. Make dinner. dinner. Yeah. yeah, whatever. Yeah, go for a jog. Whatever. You, you just have to be like, hey, every hour while you're playing, we'll we'll do a little loot thing. We'll well, you know, get your get your blood flowing. You know, you get up up off the couch. Yeah, you know, get to move around. I mean, the original Diablo did not have uh, co-op. I mean, the original Diablo was you know, 1996, I think, and it was one of my definitely one of my favorites. Um, it was it was totally fun. Just click 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 click. Is that the one where the guy, the Scots guy, said, "What can I do for yes, you?" Yes, that okay. is the That's one. That's what I thought. Yes. <laughs> what can I do? I, have I not just played this every game. time he visited the the Scottish blacksmith, the Scottish blacksmith, he'd always say, "What can I do for you?" in a really fun way, and I it just happened so many times; it's just ingrained in my memory. Well, I mean, you know how certain games can take they can take dialogue or music, and they become part right. of your experience. Just I mean, absorb that little snippet. I mean, yeah, anybody who's played the original Diablo a bunch knows what the sound of being in town, they, that like string thing. I'm not going to, I can't even admit, you know, whatever. <laughs> I can, I can hear it ringing in my ears right now, but you know what I'm talking about if you, if you played a lot of that. But yeah, I mean, Diablo, they, they basically, you know, plopped another character down and you can play up to four and, and you just keep mashing buttons away and. You just go through it, and it's, you don't need it's entertaining. You don't need a lot of skill. You don't need a lot of skill, which is what I like about it. Right, it works for me. Right, right, because it's not a, a lot of the thing, a lot of the the games tend to be like platformers, right? Where it's right, like, right, right. If there's one thing Stace there's doesn't go for in games, it's make that jump. Constant punishment, basically. Yeah, just yeah. falling off of a jump, and I just fall all the time. It's yeah. just very frustrating. Well, it's the pre- it's the precision that I find obnoxious, right? Like, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in, in some of those co ops, so. So did you guys played, so I was going to talk about Pixel Junk Monsters. It just as a, a co-op tower defense thing where there's two of you, you're running around the screen doing kind of traditional tower defense stuff. How old is this? Oh, uh, it's like five or six. PlayStation? PlayStation. Okay. It, was on, it may have been in multiple places. I, I played on a PlayStation 3. Um, so I, and Pixel Junk has made a lot of other kind of games since. Um, but that's the one that I remember the most in terms of just being obnoxiously fun okay um if you like tower defense games yeah i was saying we played we played dungeon defenders a bunch and that was that was a lot of fun i almost just chatting about that i'm always like ooh, let's go try that out again that was a lot that was a blast (laughs) third person third person running around you know go set up all your catapults and crossbows and traps and different things (laughs) i bet the kids would really like it actually yeah i bet they probably would uh yeah you set the whole thing up and then you you know, say, okay, then the monsters are coming in 10 seconds and then they come in. And, and with this one, it's you also, because you're a hero, mm-hmm. you also get to fight as well, but you can't really win just on your own as you get going. You need to have all those. Like a lot of times it's better for you to go repair the crossbow right. than to just, you know, use yourself to kind of mop up guys or, or whatever. It was a lot of fun. It got really hard. And I think that's why we, I think some of the boss fights just kind of got a little difficult. And that was probably why we put it down. You just, Try it four to five times. You're like, yeah, enough. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that was that tower defense. That that's something that I haven't. Um, I, I really wouldn't have thought of as a co-op thing, but it totally makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It 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 uh, it was definitely a fun couch co-op. Yeah. Sort of thing. Um. So we, I have gotten the PSVR system, which is kind of the opposite of co-op. Right. Yeah. For the most part, is most unless of, you're really rich. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't think they have any like multiplayer, multi-room where there's you know your co-op and one. Oh, okay, yeah, I thought maybe like, it's like, hey, go buy three of these and you yeah, can all. Maybe, maybe I don't I don't, I'm not aware of any, but that would be even weird. 
Durer. But but um there is a PSVR co-op game okay. which which is available in a bunch of other places because it's one of the oldest uh VR games that at least that I'm familiar with, which is Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes. Okay. So the idea is the person that's in VR, they see a, a, a bomb in front of them with a bunch of panels on it to diffuse. Uh-huh. And the other person has the manual for diffusing the bomb. Okay. So originally when I saw this, it was not on PSVR. It was on, you know, one of the other, other older systems. And you would, the other person would have like a, like a three ring binder and, mm. and be flipping through the three ring binder. And the bomb is counting down, right? Hmm. Is it? As you're going off, and so you're like, well, I see three red wires and a blue wire, and then oh, I see, right? And okay, then the, it's 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 simulating that movie experience of yeah, of yeah. 24 of right. Jack Bauer, like right. What do I do here? But okay, but, but gotcha. one person, you can't see what each other is doing, right? So one person's in that VR environment, sure. and you're not seeing it. And the other person's got the the manual. In this, it's on the screen. Uh huh. But uh, the original, I think you had a three ring binder. Okay. That- um, so you're just yelling at each other. I see three. No, no, I, I, no. Like, and it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's that co-op experience except with hidden information. Yeah. So it's even more. Crazy. Yeah. That's, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Nice. I think that was, that was most of the, the things. I mean, I, I, I think we kind of covered, I mean, there's a lot of good culture. We didn't really touch into like, you know, the, the big scale stuff, the MMO raids, the destinies, right. the, those style of things. I mean, that's the traditional borderland style shooters, borderland style shooters. I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of things. I mean, those are all definitely co-op experiences. There's a lot of shared victory <laughs> and, and all of that. Um, from a design seen. standpoint, I think they're not as interesting to me. The, the, the large raid stuff is even when I played MMOs, like, you know, World of Warcraft and those style games, those sorts of things, that's why some people play those games. Right. And that was, like, the opposite of, like, I did not want to sit and wait around for 40 people to jump and do handstands, you know, and, with their virtual avatars. <laughs> it's just annoying. <laughs> just the idea of having to deal with 40 other people in a well, virtual space is irritating. The organizing. The, <laughs> the organizing, organizing is, you just yeah. waste so much time. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And it's like, and it's like I, wait, I got to go to the bathroom. And then, yeah, the yeah. coordination is... I don't know. We did. We oh, and we talked about Rocket League already. Yep. So <laughs> I still haven't. We still haven't played co-op Rocket League. No, we got to do think that. It's going to happen. No, I'm, my wife and I. We have not. Oh, yeah. I don't think. I don't think we're. Yeah, we'll play something more fun. That, okay, that's probably, <laughs> that might not happen. Yeah, but you, you and I got to promise to play um, Portal Two. We got to get that. Done. Oh yeah, yeah. We got to. We got to we gotta find a way to do it. I yep. don't think I have it on the four. I have it on the three. I don't know. I'm we'll, sure there's some way we can get it somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone will take it. I think money. you'd like it too. I watched you play the first portal, I think, all the way through. Yeah. Because it was really, so fascinating. It is fascinating, yeah. So I think you'd like the, the two. It's a pretty cool puzzle-solving thing. Um, but yeah, go play co-ops. Um, they're, they're quite a bit of fun. They're not as intimidating as you'd think on the tabletop. There's so many good ones out there. Um, and if you never played Pandemic, my God, just give it a shot. And yeah. uh, I bet you'll enjoy it. All right. Well, thank you, Stacy K of Stacy K Jewelry. Stacy <laughs> K Studios. Thanks Stacey for the K plug. Studios. Yeah. Uh, if anyone wants any uh, questions or anything, I'm on Instagram as jkegs, and I'm on Twitter as at kegs, K-E-G-Z. Um, just posting a lot of pictures of games I've been playing uh, lately, and I uh, hope you enjoy that, and shout out to me if you feel like it. All right. Thanks, everybody, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.
Our theme music is Chocolate and Cocaine by Lorenzo's Music. Check out Lorenzo's Music at lorenzosmusic.com. Context Free is a, is a contrarian content production. Uh, find out more along with our various detailed, wonderful show notes that contain lots of links about pretty much everything we discuss at contextfree.fm. Thanks.